0: welcome to the andrea k show she's blonde five foot two and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress here she is andrea k
1: because i'm TNT. i'm dynamite.
2: That song, you know, I was never really a big ACDC fan when I was a kid. My my older brother was really kind of the rock guy in the family, he loved like Led Zeppelin and like classic rock. And I don't even know if ACDC is even considered classic rock. I mean, I think that's more like the Who, right? DJ? I would think
3: ACDC now fits into classic rock,
2: yeah. Now it kind of fits into
3: oldies, yeah. Well, <laughs> what makes me feel really old is on the radio stations, go here's an oldie for you or a classic, and it's a rap song. <laughs>
2: Yeah, okay, now that does make me feel really old, because, you know, I mean, rap is like kind of my thing, baby. Hey, and in case you just haven't figured it out yet, this is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170 KCBQ. I'm always... Excited and happy and just thrilled to share every Monday and Tuesday with you here on 8 eight p.m. Right here on AM1170theanswer.com. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. My website is com. I'm spending a little bit more time on my, I hate to use this term, the fan page because it's just so like you know, egomaniacal. But anyway, because I maxed out on friends and my regular profile, so I'm starting to get more active and engaged with other people over there because there's lots of new people over there that aren't necessarily um, on my other one. And the more the merrier, right, DJ Carrot Sticks?
3: Yes, that's what I always say.
2: Speaking of that, woohoo! speaking of the more the merrier, I guess there's just so many, you know, I do Twitter. I do a little bit of Insta. I'm obsessed with the animal clips over there. And I'm on Facebook. I haven't, I barely started getting a little bit into Periscope when I find out. Talk about oldie. Okay, Periscope is now, it's like one of the oldies, right? Now it's all about Snapchat.
3: I can't believe how fast something will come, out of, come in and out of trend.
2: Yeah, exactly. In fact, I just got a little desktop tripod. I was going to bring my phone in because at my old station, I had live stream of me um, live camera in studio camera that was playing constantly. And people always tell me that they miss that because I would chair dance to my favorite songs and it's just more fun to see people. So then before the show, DJ Carrot Sticks is like, how do you feel about me doing a Snapchat? And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what the heck a Snapchat is. I mean, I know what snapping turtles are because we used to avoid them when we were water skiing down in Louisiana. So we did a little Snapchat. How do we find this on Snapchat?
3: Well, you'd have to be my personal friend to oh, see it. Oh, So okay. it's not like open to the public. That's, so that's one, one of the draws to it. People like it. It's like your close community friends that can see your daily activities or whatnot. Well, that's kind of cool. And you call them your snaps.
2: Oh, your snaps. Yeah. I saw
3: your snaps today.
2: Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I think this is what Hillary was joking about in terms of... Um, mocking people and with the whole email scandal because she was talking about Snapchat wipes itself clean and she kind of wished her email server did. You know what, Hillary, you can laugh now, lady, but le- coming up a little bit in the Andrea K show, I'm going to try to save t- some time and the show today to talk a little bit about what's going on with her and that email scandal. Before that, fun show tonight because I've got the one, the only... The Energizer, we heard the term of the Energizer last week that was referring to one of Clinton's gal pals. Well, my favorite Energizer is Wayne Allen Root, and he's going to be on the show here in a few minutes. It's always good to have him on because he is a force to be reckoned with. And I'm excited to pick his brain and see what he thinks. It's been a while since I've had him on the show. He hasn't been on the show since before Trump was named the presumptive nominee. Now we've got all these scandals coming out about Trump. It's scandalous. And i got to see whether or not uh, Wayne Allen thinks they're real scandals or are they just trumped up? We're also going to be talking, I'm introducing a couple of new segments this week to the Andrea K. Show. Anybody who's been listening to me has been a friend of mine for a while knows how much I love the military. I'm the daughter of two Marines. Spent m- most of my childhood in and around, actually all of my childhood in and around, military institutions and facilities, whether it was the bases or whether it was the hospitals, just, it's been my life. And so I love the military I would like to think I would love them just as much, even if I wasn't a child of two two Marines. So I'm going to introduce a military segment to the show today. I already put it out there on Facebook this morning about what people thought about it and topic suggestions. Uh, I think I'm going to start with... Um, David Framson asked that that I talk about the sacrifices that are made by the families and others. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but each week I'm going to be bringing more and more military stories. I think Don Sherman wanted me to interview some former SEALs here in San Diego. Of course, being a military town, there is just no end to the military topics I'm going to be able to bring here to the show. I talk a lot about the military anyway, but this way it's going to be concentrated. People are going to know when I'm going to be talking military topics. And I know that you all love the military, so please continue to give me topic ideas. Another segment I want to introduce, I don't even know why this came to me, I guess because I get so irritated at times, but I thought of a segment each week called Last Week's Fool, This Week's Tool. And I haven't decided I'm going to be doing that on Tuesdays because I want to put it out to everybody on Monday who they think the last week's fool was and who's like working, working up to be this week's tool. So I'm going to be doing that on Tuesdays. So y'all let me know out there who you think last week's fool was. And this week's tool is, um, I kind of, I kind of know who I, who my pick is for last week, po- last week's fool is, and who's shaping up to be this week's tool. We're going to be talking about that, that tomorrow. Hey, if you're just tuning in, this is the Andrea K. show on aim 1170. The answer, um, I think a contender for last week's fool, and this week's tool, he could basically qualify for both, is actually Barack Obama. I think he's actually been uh, been almost a decade now of being a fool and a tool for the left. He's got short time left to complete his transformation. And, you know, there's so much. We're going to be talking to Wayne Allen about um, all the investigations that are going on, all these scandals with Trump. And don't you really wish that back when Barack Obama in 2008— talked about wanting to transform America, was hiding who he was in the past. Don't you wish that at least half of the people that are investigating Trump right now in these 20 WAPO op-ed researchers, don't you wish John McCain had even allowed Sarah Palin to ask some questions of Barack Obama in terms of what he meant by transformation, because we're feeling the pain of it now. And in fact, it is so upside down what he has done to this country and the destruction. We now have a battle going on in this country In terms of what even a gender is, we actually have parents out there that are actually backed into a corner to have to defend why they don't want a man coming into the restroom with their little girls, why they don't want teenage boys to be showering with their daughters in a school locker room. He's transformed us literally to the point where what I, I would I guess I would venture to say the American people have allowed him to transform us to a place where we've literally lost our minds that, that this is going on. So last week. So far in the lead for last week's fool and this week's tool, was Barack Obama, because to give you a little background, uh, we had North Carolina. Charlotte decided in North Carolina that they that they were going to impose what businesses should do with their bathrooms. So then the legislature of North Carolina said, no, that's private enterprise. People have the right to do what they want to do with their with their business bathrooms. So then the Department of Justice gets involved and says, oh, this has to do with the civil rights legislation. You can't discriminate against people. So then immediately Barack Obama, because, you know, no crisis goes to waste. Immediately Barack Obama comes out and decides to send out a directive to all public schools Around the nation, all public school systems, that they must allow transgender students and staff to use whichever restroom they please. Well, thank goodness that we've got, led by the state of Texas, of course, we've got 13 states now that are saying, heck no, you ain't getting this over on us. I loved what the Texas uh, governor, I think it was Abbott, said. No, he's from uh, North Carolina. No, it was Abbott. He said, you can keep your 13 pieces of silver. You're not doing this to our children. And I guess, you know what? And that really struck me. Because what is the price for our children's privacy, their security, and their safety? See, I think it's even cheaper to the Democrats than that. They don't care. This is what liberalism is. This is what Marxism is. This is what cultural Marxism is. It is about, and there has been more people... Flat out murdered and genocide done in the in the cause of Marxism than any other political system in this world, and so you know what? It's all just collateral damage meant for the common good. If there are some children that get that get choked, like one child did, then you know what? You know, it's kind of like it's the same argument that they give us about illegal immigration. Well, the illegal immigrants are committing crimes at a lower percentage than the rest of the general population. So what it's really about is there is an acceptable level of crime and abuse that's acceptable to the left in the course of their transformation. Of course, they have to always. They have to always couch it under the the false cry of discrimination and. Where's the discrimination? So why is this emergent? How many, what is the percentage of children out there that self-identify as some other gender? See, in my generation, they were called tomboys when a girl thought of herself as a boy. You don't then turn the entire school system up in arms for one child. And how many of these children, if they're growing in percentages, how many of that is created by a society today that for the, that is using those children- Telling a tomboy, oh, who's maybe going through a phase, there was no bigger tomboy than me. When I was a little girl, I was out in the backyard with my brother, refused to wear a shirt. That's how much of a tomboy I was. I self-identified as a boy. And my parents, thank goodness, didn't live in today's generation and realized that once I hit puberty, that would go away. It was about lifestyle. It was about the fact that I didn't like dolls. I just wanted to play in the dirt with my brother. So if the percentage of children that now self-identify is growing, I, I suggest it's because either they're doing like a psychiatrist from Johns Hopkins said, they're people that are ignoring other emotional issues and disorders going on or they or they're just taking a tomboy and they're creating it because it's for an agenda is that happening I absolutely believe it's happening there's been videos going around for years about parents that are overreacting to a child who who has a boy who has a who has wants to play with a doll or decides to put on a dress one day or one little girl who's like a tomboy like I was and they decide to to go forth and actually change that child's name and put them forth as another agenda either way You don't do this. This is the real war on women and children in this country. Children have a right to develop their own natural sense of modesty. I don't share. I still, if I'm traveling with my brother, my older brother, we don't go into the bathroom with each other. Okay. I work at, I work at a Sunday school system. Not only are our bathrooms at at my Sunday school where I work, not only are they divided up by gender, they're divided up adult versus child. This is if we ever had another reason to get rid of the of the Department of Education, this is one of them. This is what happens when you amass too much power to a federal government. They should be instructing our students on reading, writing and arithmetic and not this common core crap. You know, the the same people that, that say that they're the party of science are now trying to teach our children that there is no such thing as science. And it's all because this is cultural Marxism meant to indoctrinate. There's a reason why they're going into the public school systems with this and, t- and taking this to children. It's because that's where the indoctrination has to take place. And that's what this is about. And Peter King, he's weighed in and said he's—he's—I he, don't know if you know this—he's the head of the task force on government overreach. He says he's likely to step in. I'm like, I didn't even know there was a task force on government overreach. Where has that task force been with Obamacare and every other way? Now we've got grown men going to be overreaching into bathroom stalls. There actually was a girl in a town, and in, in, on—I uh, think it was a Chicago area—an eight-year-old girl was choked. By by a 33-year-old man. Well, you know what? All the patrons decided to hold him until the police came, and not one of them. It didn't occur to any of them that it might be a man who was self-identifying as a woman. No, he was a man who had no business being in the restroom with a child. Don't you liberals tell me once again that you care about anybody's feelings. I'll end with this. They said that no student should ever experience feeling unwelcome at school or on a college campus. Well, how about the children that are made to feel, you know— The Christian children, we can't have Christian organizations on schools. They're not, they're not, they're not made to feel welcome. How about the girls that don't want a boy coming into their restroom? This is about the indoctrination and the, this is about Barack Obama wanting to complete the transformation by piercing one of our children. And their hearts and minds. You control the message. You control control the hearts and minds, and that's what this is about. We're going to take a break. I got to end it here because I got to bring my man Wayne Allen Root on. I'm going to see if he's as fired up over this topic as I am. Hey, this is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170.
5: My name is Kali M. and I'm the owner and founder of Pokala Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Fokula Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first me toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com, P-O-K-A-L-A, law.com.
6: The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com.
4: Convenient, homestyle recipes, and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego-style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food.
1: We get it, too.
4: You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The
2: Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me tonight. Hey, I'm especially glad to have my next guest with me. He's always as fired up as I was in the opening segment. Hey, welcome back to the Andrea Acacia, Wayne Allen Root from Root for America.
5: Hey,
2: Andrea, how are you? Well, I'm awesome. I'm thrilled to have you back. And and when I put out that you were going to be on the show today, my listeners were so happy. They were like, it's time to have Wayne Allen back. You haven't been on since before Trump was named as the presumptive nominee. Before I get into talking a little bit about Trump, before the break, I was talking about this. I I was really upset, Wayne, because I, I think about this bathroom directive that's come down from President Obama and what he's trying to do to us in this final year of America and trying to transform us. I mean, the party of science trying to tell us that there is no such thing as gender in order to force little girls to share a bathroom with grown men. It's astounding what, how much he's transformed us already that we should even be arguing about this.
1: Well, um, as disgusting as that is and how nauseating that is and how sick it gets me, I think one uh, got by me last night and got by the average American. That's even worse. Are you aware that there's a directive for the Obama administration to every college in America to no longer refer to criminals as criminals? They want them referred to. I'm not joking now let me get the right name, justice-involved individuals. <laughs> just,
2: this is this funny? Oh, my this God. You're kidding me. You're
1: Obama, kidding me. Listen, can I say this out loud? Obama's a scumbag, okay? Oh, total. Obama's a communist scumbag, and he loves criminals, and he hates you and me for the crime of being nice people, hard-working, middle class, never commit a crime, pay our taxes, do everything right. My dad, you know, I'm a son of a butcher, an SOB, and my dad is dead, you know, God rest his soul, but my dad is like one of the nicest people in the the world never did anything wrong to anybody and nobody ever thanked him in his whole life and now you got this scumbag in office who actually wants to celebrate all the scum of the earth and make believe they're nice people because they're black or because they're minority or because they committed a crime that means they didn't commit murder it wasn't their fault they didn't commit rape it wasn't their fault and i just said look at this and i go you know if you worked for a boss if you were a woman and you work for a boss and he treated you like crap and sexually harassed you and you, he had a Harvard degree and he asked you to go get coffee for him and go get coffee and donuts and, and then, uh, then, then after all that paid slave wages, constantly belittled you, would you feel like going to work for him? And that's why the American economy is falling apart, because the leader of our economy, the CEO of our economy, is a
2: scumbag. Yeah, and it's garbage. Right. Well, he is. And he is. And the key word that you said was that he is a communist scumbag. And that's what this is all about. He is on a final cultural Marxist push to complete the transformation and every bit of it is about power it's all about the identity groups being told that they've been victimized by the evil white republican you know uh wall street corporate pigs we're the scumbags they're all the victims and it's all about once they've convinced them of that then they offer them something in return and then then, they get more and more power that's what it's about and then we get marginalized
1: andrew there's an irony here okay I used to like all the corporate guys, and now I don't like them anymore either because they're in bed with Obama. They'd, go with, they'd sell out their mother for $5.50 to make the share price go up in their public company. So right. I'm not on their side anymore either. No, because you know who that
2: is? You know who you just described? Paul Ryan.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. Paul right. But he, well, I just got CEOs. He's the CEO of the Republican Party, and he's just like that. Yeah. And John Boehner was just like that, and Mitch McConnell's just like that. But I'm talking about the guys who run General Electric, Jeffrey Immelt. Oh, right. They all sold out for Barack Obama. Yeah. Jeffrey so, Immelt
2: wasn't Jeffrey Immelt going to be the Jobs czar, And meanwhile, he yeah. was outsourcing all of his jobs yeah. over to China. Yeah. yeah of same course, guy. Of course. Listen, he was Obama's best friend and made sure
1: that the books were cooked, meaning that he he runs uh, GE owns and runs CNBC. NBC, MSNBC. He made sure that not a single bad word was ever said about Obama on those stations. He made sure that a guy like me was a nonstop guest on CNBC 24 hours a day, seven days a week, at the, uh, immediately preceding Obama's election. After that, I was never heard from again, because they couldn't allow a critic of the president. Free speech isn't allowed by liberals. So people like him will ban people like me from getting on TV. So, you know, look, when the time comes, there will be payback. When Donald Trump's president, and I called it first, First guy in this entire country yeah. to get on the Trump bandwagon before Trump announced for president on a big way was me. And there's going to be some hell to pay. I'm promising you. In New York, Donald understands what I understand. Revenge is the most wonderful feeling in the whole world. Well, there's
2: some people trying to get some revenge on him right now uh, in terms of through the media. If you're just tuning in, this is the Andrew K Show. We're talking to Wayne Allen Root from Root for America. We've got uh, the scandals going on right now. You know, you're talking about how nobody was allowed to say anything about Barack Obama. Nobody was allowed to ask him. Any questions about him? And the Republican Party went right along with it in 2008, and turned right around and did it again in 2012. It didn't ask questions. It didn't uh, scream the warning cry to America. You've got that same guy, Mitt Romney, who lost in 2012. He's now running around, Wayne, trying to launch a third party against uh, Trump. He knows it can't succeed, and it's a it's a kamikaze suicide mission with the intent. Of stopping Trump, knowing they're going to give it to Hillary.
1: Well, if that's true, and I don't know that it's true that Mitt is really in charge of doing that, and he's the one that's really trying to make himself the third party candidate. Uh, there might be others doing it, you know, and, and, and giving him the credit. But in reality, maybe he doesn't want it, and they're pushing it. I don't know because I don't want to besmudge or besmirch a man without knowing for sure. But Andrea, assuming it's him. Good luck, because you're going to be the Anderson. What was that guy's first name in 1980, Anderson? Uh, he ran as a third-party candidate against Reagan and Carter. He was a Republican. He felt Reagan was way too extreme right-wing. And he ran a John Anderson. I'm pretty sure it was John Anderson. And he ran. A lot of people don't even remember his name. There's a good reason for that. He's a nobody on the scrap heap of history. And Ronald Reagan's one of the great human beings that ever lived, that ever walked this earth, one of the greatest five presidents in American history, the greatest in modern times, and John Anderson, I'm pretty sure it's John, mm-hmm. is a nobody. And that's what you get for running as a third party against a great man. Donald Trump will wipe the floor with Mitt Romney. He'll get nothing. And there's nobody left that's going to support Mitt Romney after the lousy campaign he ran four years ago. Yeah, he but, has no support.
2: Well, that's true he doesn't, but I tell you what does still have support out there, and he's a part of that, is this Never Trump movement. And I, God bless Daryl Issa, who came out last week and said, knock it off with this quest for the purpose perfect because you know what he's the only one who i've heard who said this he said i held my nose and voted for 41 back in 92 when he was the man who went back on his no tax pledge and destroyed the reagan revolution we all held our nose for you mister now sit down and shut up and that should be the message to the rest of them because otherwise we got hillary who's going to take over and you know what i think that there is many still in the republican Party, like ryan Priebus is saying oh you know it looks like he may come out you know Know, we're getting closer to him endorsing are you kidding me
1: you know, I wrote a commentary uh, last week, Andrew, for Fox News. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, try to think of what the title was now. But I can certainly tell you what's in it. I have so many commentaries I write, so <laughs> many different know. Things, But it was basically proving that every Republican has got to uh, has got to get behind uh, my boy Donald Trump. And, and the the title was a message to my fellow Republicans: if you don't vote for Trump, you should never be trusted again. And it was an answer to something that had been up for a week and very popular at Fox News. Dear uh, fellow Republicans: if you vote for Trump, you should never be. It again, someone else wrote that, so I answered him. Mm-hmm. And so, listen, I went over the issues that matter to me. And there's no one in America, there isn't one conservative. God help you if you're a conservative and you could try and make the case that Wayne Root isn't a great conservative. I've been there my whole life since I was three years old. And Andrea, I started out in acting, became a TV host, was up for the biggest game shows and talk shows in all of Hollywood. Now I'm a TV producer, and I would say in my lifetime I've probably lost, given up at least between ten and twenty million dollars because of my. Conservative beliefs. Every interview I went on, they'd Google me or they'd hear about it and they'd ask me, Are you a big conservative? And that was the end of my career. That was it. I could never get another job. So I've made sacrifices for the conservative movement, never changed my views for all these years and probably gave up 10 to $15 million, maybe even $20 million because of my views. Here are, the f- here are the things I care about. Let me list you the seven things I care about quickly and tell me if Trump isn't a conservative because I only care about these seven. The rest are also Rens. They don't matter right now. Number one, to save the economy, lower taxes. Trump's plan is lower than Reagan's 28% tax. It's 25%. That's conservative. Regulations. Trump's a businessman. He hates regulations. My bet is he cuts them back like no president in history. That's conservative. Obamacare. I can't stand it. It's ruining the middle class. It's killing small business. Got to repeal it or replace it. Trump's promised he'd do that. Build a wall. Number one issue in America, in my opinion, is the millions of people coming across that border in the last 10 years, the millions more that will come that will ruin this country forever ever make it a democratic country as in vote democrat and, uh, and eating up all of our money with welfare and food stamps and entitlements Trump will build the wall secure the border and end sanctuary cities number five stop the insanity of allowing in thousands of Syrian refugees mm-hmm. and Muslim migrants number six always America first no matter what the view is no matter what the policy is think about how it affects America and American jobs and number seven investigate and prosecute politicians who commit crimes against the American people Throw all those IRS people in prison. Everyone involved with Obamacare and the fraud of selling it, throw them in prison. And Hillary Clinton, throw her in prison. If that list doesn't make you happy and you're a conservative, you are really stupid. I don't know what else to say.
2: Well, I I don't know that the last thing about the throwing into jail, the the weasels like the ones who were laughing on the Charlie Rose show about the lies that they wrote that they knew were lies. I don't know that Trump has mentioned he's going to do that. But what you failed, what you didn't mention on your list, though, Wayne, is, is, is women and whether or not women are being talked to nicely. I mean, the scandal we're hearing, we're hearing today at of New York Times is that, oh my gosh, this woman was handed a swimsuit by Donald Trump and asked to put it on by a pool, and when she did, he told her she looked nice in it.
1: You know, I'm a lot like Donald Trump. I just tell you what I think, and I like beautiful women, too, and by the way, you're very beautiful, Andrea. Thank you. And and you know what? I wish America would wake up. It's okay to be gay now, but it's not okay to be a guy. You mean it's not okay to be a guy and like beautiful women? You mean i got to worry that I like beautiful women but it's okay that someone it's okay that someone else is transgender you got to be joking yeah you know i mean this whole thing is such a joke okay donald trump had some problems with uh with with being married, being faithful—I think we all know that. It was on the cover of the National Choir and the New York Post for a so long time. So did JFK,
2: time. by the way. But but he—but yes. they didn't bother to put it on the cover yes. of the New hey, York what Post. What about Bill Clinton? JFK,
1: Bill Clinton? How about in California, where you live? The Lieutenant Governor Gavin newsom oh, yeah keeping his pants with his best friend's wife, and they say he's the favorite for governor of your state. Don't make me laugh. Let's well, let's talk show. about the. Yeah,
2: well, let's talk about Orgy Island and the Lolita Express. Exactly. I mean, let's so much of this. Board. Yeah, so well, much of this story today with the New York Times is all meant to distract us from that and to mitigate that because they know... That, that this is all part of what's going to be reg- dug back up again about so, Bill no, and Hillary. The gal who
1: it was about, that story, was primarily one gal who told that story about being at the pool. She didn't have a baby suit. Donald said, go inside and get a baby suit. Then when she came out, he said, boy, you look beautiful in that. First of all, last I checked, there's no crime in that. If liberals want me to say there's no crime in being gay and doing what gay people do or being transgender and using my bathroom, then maybe you should all start to realize there's nothing wrong with a man being a man. And a man could give a woman a baby suit and say, wow, nice body nothing wrong with that. From now on, I'm with the Donald Trump school of thought. I'm not going to apologize for anything ever again. I'm going to be me and screw the liberals. <laughs> I can be anybody I want to because, after all, liberals think you can self-identify whether you're a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. So from now on, we've got to say screw you every time a liberal questions anything about macho manhood. We can be whoever we want to be, number one. And number two, that gal came out today and said the whole New York Times piece is a lie. She right. didn't say any of that. She didn't say it embarrassed her. She didn't Say she felt bad. I'm sure she felt fantastic without. She Trump's actually said, "Yeah." Bomb.
2: She actually said that she thanked him for it because you know there what? You let me let me give you a little uh, insight out there to you men out there. Women like getting a compliment, and any there woman who says she does not like getting a compliment about her looks or about her clothes or how it looks on her is lying and is playing a game on on men. Okay.
1: I know mean, they're lying. I just think they're not good looking and they never got a compliment. <laughs> they're bitter <laughs> towards all the women who got compliments. That's all it comes down to. Last so you minute. know, look, the Republican is filled with beautiful women. If you don't believe me, turn on Fox News. Yes. And the Democratic Party's filled with lots of bitter, angry women. What else can I tell you? There you. Go. And it's filled with a lot of liberal men who are too afraid to tell a woman she's beautiful, uh, and a lot of liberal men who are too afraid, I guess, to admit that uh, they're a man. Right. And so they're bitter when a man is actually a man, and a man actually tells a woman she's beautiful, and a man actually gets attraction back from a woman. It right. bothers liberal men because they're a bunch of wussy men, you know. Right. Well, I, I, I actually
2: think I actually think what we're one area where we're going to be going down the road is that. You're not going to be allowed to compliment any women any, anymore, any of the, the better-looking women, because it's it's going to be discriminatory against
1: the non-better-looking the, women. Exactly. Last
2: question for you before we got to go. It, Carson announced uh, five people on the VP list. He says that uh, Trump is considering Sarah Palin. I hope not. What are your thoughts? Um, look, I
1: don't want to say anything bad about Sarah, because I was always a fan of Sarah. I like Sarah. Me too. I was on TV with her, and she couldn't stop saying how much she liked me and was a big fan of mine. So I have nothing bad to say about Sarah. I just don't think this would be the right time or place for her to be vice president. Agreed. Ma- mainly because uh, you know she she had her chance she could have run for president this time she didn't choose to she's already been a VP nominee by the way uh, you know look my name Wayne Root, is enough for VP that I know of but I was already a VP you know you only do a VP once in your lifetime I don't right. think you, you become a non-stop VP runner I right. don't think that's a good idea to run for VP more than once but I do like the idea of a woman on the ticket mm-hmm. um, I don't know in detail the views of Susanna Martinez I don't know the views in detail of a name that wasn't on that list for the first I know of Nikki Ellie, but I think she's a beautiful woman. I think mm-hmm. she's a bright woman. I know she had uh, a major fight with Trump, but lots of people have major fights. They kiss, they make up, everything's okay in politics, strange bedfellows. I, I think there are lots of good choices. Condi Rice, a great woman, mm-hmm. lots of good choices for the Republican Party. I know that Newt Gingrich is a front runner for him. that VP nominee, and-, and I love him, yeah. and he'll make a great VP, but I don't think he's the right choice any more than Sarah Palin. Why? Because I think the days of two 70-year-old white men are yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think that would make the best ticket but I do love Newt I do love what he believes in. I think There's I think there should be a place like, for know. him.
2: Yeah, I think there should be a place for him in a the administration because Maybe I do think that for staff, you know. Absolutely. Um, I, my thoughts is I've said from the beginning going back to the very first uh, debate that I thought a Trump cruise ticket would really be, be the winner. I don't think it's necessary to put a woman on there because I think one thing that we might have learned from Hillary is that the American people out there are not. Uh, we have made progress in America in terms of of gender and women. I mean, the, the glass ceiling thing, it's all a bunch of hooey. I don't really think that where America is at, and I think I speak for a lot of women, I don't think that we're desperate to see a woman just for the sake of, of having a woman in there. No, and no, I, I wouldn't I, mention a
1: woman just for the sake of being a woman. I'd mention a woman if she's also highly qualified. And hot and, and she also will get female voters excited because, you know, let's face it, the Republican Party needs to get female voters excited. So yeah. I would love to see the right woman in that role who deserves to be VP, who isn't getting it just because she's a woman, right. something Democrats would do just because you're black, just because you're Hispanic, or just because you're a woman, they'd give you the role. Right. I want to do it because she's the right person at the right time in the right place, and, and she gets me excited and, and, uh, and, and has all the right values and principles and policies. So okay. if that's the case and it lines up, I, I actually would love a woman to be VP. That's all. Okay. And I think our ticket needs to showcase a little diversity. And so maybe it's a Hispanic man. Maybe it's a woman. Maybe it's, it's uh, Ben Carson. I don't know, but I think we have to show we're more than just a party uh, of white men. That's all.
2: I agree. I agree with you there. I agree with you pretty much on everything. Having, said, now, that, though,
1: having said that, though, do we have yeah. time for me to mention the name of my new book coming out in September? Of course. Angry White male. <laughs> and that's not any crap on any other group. It's not any racism in the book. It's just an autobiography because, man, I am angry, and I'm white, and I'm a male. And I'm angry at what Obama and his friends, including Hillary, have done to our country or are planning to do to our country. And I'm letting it all spill out.
2: Now, do you really feel that way, or are you just self-identifying as an angry white male? <laughs> no, I think anyone who knows me knows I really am an angry white male. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wayne Allen, Ruth, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it. Ruth that's for America, um, Roots for
1: America is the website, rootsforamerica.com. Thank right. you for having me
2: on. Bye, sweetie. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we got more topics to discuss about Trump. Hey, did you know that Trump's not president yet, but there's already been a bill that's been passed in his name? Interesting. We're going to talk about that, and we've got our Military Monday segment coming up. Don't change that dial. More of the Andrea K Show on the other side of the break.
5: Hi, my name is Colleen Pokola and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com, P-O-K-A-L-A, law.com.
6: The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com.
4: You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
2: Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. Woo, that Wayne Allen route. I thought I got fired up. I thought I had energy. I thought I was dynamite in a dress. He's dynamite in a three-piece suit, that guy Wayne Allen is. During the break, DJ Carrot Sticks and I, we were like, "What? Well, we need a T-shirt based upon what he said. What was that? I think it was,
3: it's okay to be gay, but not a man.
2: Yeah, like if it's okay to be gay or transgender, and use, why can't I? I think it should be okay for me to be a man, something I think like that. The
3: shirt should say, You can be gay if I can be a guy.
2: <laughs> I love it. Hey, you, do, okay, at the top of the show, I announced that I'm introducing a couple new segments to the Andrew K. Show Military Mondays. And also, uh, on Tuesdays, I'm going to be doing last week's Fool, this week's Tool segment. Do you have anybody in mind, DJ Carrot Sticks, for who you think should be last week's Fool, this week's Tool?
3: Oh, God. I don't know. There's so many to choose from. I know. Almost too many. Yeah. You right. know, I would have to say Obama last week, uh, biggest fool, uh, doing sending out the thing to the schools. Yeah. The- yeah. That
2: was, pretty, that was pretty foolish. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of transgender, I might, I might up for consideration in terms of being a tool, depends on your definition of tool. I think a useful idiot kind of a tool might be Caitlyn Jenner because Caitlyn Jenner is now saying, you know what, I think maybe, you know, I might've made a mistake going along the lines. I mean, there's, there's supposedly, you know, he's really struggling because of his faith. And, you know, there was a psychiatrist from Johns Hopkins who's come out and said that great article that I found at somebody, one of my phenomenal Facebook friends forwarded to me and it has to do with all the different, you know, basic psychological issues that are going on that kind of create this phenomenon in a person's life i'm not a psychiatrist but i think there's so much more to it and i think before parents just rashly decide or people decide there's so many transgender people that have now come out and said it was a mistake so i don't want to make one of them a tool um to me i think maybe a tool is somebody who's kind of a jerk i think that's where a lot of people think of a tool so you got anybody in mind for that
3: um, no, I don't actually,
2: you know, not anybody you want to say no. on air. You can tell me on the break. Yeah. Um, uh, before the break, I was also saying that coming back that, you know, we've got somebody who's not even president yet, but you know what? He's already passed legislation. Imagine that. Here, people have been questioning whether or not Donald Trump could even win the election. The man's already got legislation being passed. If you haven't heard of it, it's called the Donald Trump Act. And what it does, it's, it punishes sanctuary cities for not following the law. The House of Representatives passed this. It passed, actually, last Thursday. And what it does is it denies federal funds to sanctuary cities. Well, I mean, it kind of begs the question— I mean, hat tip to them that they got this passed on a 241 to 179 vote to withhold law enforcement grants to cities that have policies designed to shelter illegal immigrants. But how in the world do we even get to a place in this country where we have to do this? I mean, talk about the destruction of America little by little in the transformation of us to where we actually have to, you know— withhold federal funds from cities to stop them from breaking the law and the stupidity behind it. The argument from the left is well we did this. We set up these sanctuary city laws so that we would have illegals feel comfortable to come and report crimes but those crimes are being committed by illegals. So let me get this right. Your left the argument from you on the left and by the way there was five Republicans who voted against denying federal funds to these sanctuary cities that voted against the Donald Trump Act and And, um... There are Carlos Curbella from Florida, Bob Dole from Illinois, Dan Donovan from New York, Peter King from New, from New York himself, Dave Reichert uh, from Washington. So the and the and the Democrats, there's actually six that voted for this bill, one from California. But the typical liberal argument is, like I said, is that we've got to, we, we've got to leave the borders open to show compassion to people that c- want to come here you know, for a better life. So because we're going to leave these borders open and le- allow for the flood of criminals to come into our country then they decided to set up laws so that uh, so that fellow criminals because anybody who comes here illegally is a criminal so we're getting we got to have these sanctuary city laws so that they will report on crimes being committed by other illegals who came here hey if we sealed the dang border we wouldn't have this problem to begin with why do we have laws set up so that one illegal can rat out another illegal the end result was kate steinley being shot That's just one. There's been hundreds of thousands of rapes and murders and all kinds of assault on Americans done at the hands of these people. And I guess now they're going to be, according to Wayne Allen, they're going to be considered just as involved individuals, not even criminals. It's insane. That's where we've gone. But it was named Donald Trump because of what he said. Um, actually, it was the Democrats, interestingly enough, who called it the Donald Trump bill, and it was meant actually to shame Donald Trump for it. In fact, we even have a couple of idiot Republicans who have denied that he had any influence on the decision making. And um, this guy from represented a Republican from New Jersey um, it, it acts as though, you know, it's horrible that Donald Trump brought this to the to the fore of America and that now we have legislation that's done. Are you kidding me? Republicans, you should be loving Donald Trump right now. That just on the campaign trail, just his words on the campaign trail, now have Americans safer. And shame on the Republicans who voted against it. Another uh, another little hat tip for Donald Trump. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. So Donald Trump, who's been vocal about um, all of manners of of legal and illegal immigration and wanting to stop the Muslims uh, from coming here until we get our hand around what's happening with there. We got this new London Muslim mayor of London. I talked about him last week, Mr. Sharia loving Muslim brotherhood defending guy. He says that that Donald Trump's just ignorant. He didn't know what he's talking about. Although actually he does know what he's talking about because there was a Muslim six months ago, a Muslim lady who... (coughs) does a ton of media. Her name is Saba Ahmed. She's an American Muslim founder of the Republican Muslim Coalition. I didn't know there was such a thing. She actually was protesting him back on the trail and now she says she's come around and she feels like it's time to support Donald Trump. The Muslim community needs to support him and she's trying to convince her fellow Muslims to do the same. So, hey, listen, London Muslim mayor, maybe Trump's on to something when he says that he's willing to challenge you to an IQ test because I think you're the dumb one because I'm kind of thinking that he's onto something when there's a Muslim organization here who says you know what he's right we have the muslims many muslims and there are moderate muslims who have their own lives being risked right now muslims died on 911 You look over what's happening in ISIS. Yes, there's Christian genocide going on, but there's Muslims being slaughtered as well. She's saying it's time for the Muslim community to get together and to support the Republican Party and to support Donald Trump. Very interesting for those who say that there's no way that he can win any of the minority votes. In fact, she goes on to explain that it was after 9-11, prior to 9-11, Muslims uh, voted in large majority with the Republican Party, and they stopped because they felt the Republican Party... um, kind of toss them to the wayside. And I have to say, this really opened my eyes a little bit today, because I was one of these people that said, we need to be really pushing hard against the Muslim community, that there's no moderates that are really doing anything to help the problem, and therefore, you're either part of the solution or you're part of the problem. So this was very interesting to me, to hear that there is a Republican-Muslim coalition. You know, I don't trust anybody. I'd want to make sure that that organization was being investigated in terms of their truth and who they are, because there is such a thing as Takiyah. Bottom line, Trump's having a good week. Trump's not my fool from last week, nor is he my tool for this week. If you're just tuning in, this is the Henry K. Show on AM 1170. I promised you the Military Monday segment. So much that we can talk about. We're going to be so many wonderful ideas and thoughts for this segment from you guys out there on Facebook. Um, and and which one do I pick? Because I don't want any, any of y'all out there to think that, you know, your thought wasn't as important to me or wasn't as valid or as relevant as others. But... One of the things that jumped out at me was David Framson asked that we talk a little bit about the sacrifice made uh, by the families. And I was a little growing up in the military. I know the sacrifices that are made. I know how hard it is for single moms to go long periods of time without that, no infrastructure of support. They're left on a base where they don't have any family nearby. They have no system of support in place. Suddenly they're in it all by themselves. I know how hard that is. I know what it's like to be in that situation. Um, There is a tremendous amount of sacrifice. Sometimes people would ask me growing up whether or not I would join the military and I would say, you know what? I already have. I've already served in the service because there is a tremendous sacrifice that's made when you're uprooted growing up and taken from one town to the next where you lose all your friends. It's as though every two years as we were moving around, my dad retired, honestly, when I was somewhat young. So this was, wasn't throughout my entire life, but every time we moved, it was as though my best friend was killed Because suddenly they're in your life one day and they're gone the next. So the suffering that you, the loss that you experience as a child growing up in the service is hard to to put into words. It's challenging beyond measure. It is a sacrifice. But I have to say, I don't think it compares to what it's like for someone who actually travels around the world and takes up arms and risks their life every day on behalf of this nation, and then to come back and to have to struggle and fight for any kind of benefits from a a government that's completely abandoned them, a government with the enabling of someone like Paul Ryan to dedicate trillions of dollars with the omnibus bill that includes billions going to Muslims that want to come here and just take advantage of us and not assimilate into our society, but take us over from within, is astounding to me. We now have troop levels at their lowest level since 1940 in terms of the army. I've talked many times about Dinesh D'Souza's movie 2016. He predicted at the end of 2016 we would have a militarily and economically neutered America, and it was by design, and that is happening. I believe Donald Trump, when he says he's going to get our military back up, yes, the world has changed. We don't face the same nation states issues that we used to. I do think our military needs to adjust. But this is such an important issue. So we're going to be talking about this every Monday right here. So keep those suggestions coming. I got to let you guys know there's a, the the 10th annual GI Film Festival is May 21st through 29th. Thank you, Sandy Frazier from Mystic Art, letting me know this. It's the Sundance for the troops. It's 10th annual. It's um, being led by... No surprise here, Gary Sinise, all kinds of movies, and all by military, for military, and support of the military. So if you're anywhere in the Washington, D.C. area during that time, be sure to check that out. If I could get back there, man, I would. That's coming up. Also, every Monday night, 7 p.m., Brave Radio is here. My friend Eve Nasby, who has dedicated her life for the military, does a show. Every week, not her professional life is about putting military retired, retiring military who sometimes retire as early as in their mid to late thirties, putting them to work. Her show is all about that. Is it? It is about the companies who hire. It is about the nonprofit organizations who support them as they re-enter civilian life. And it is about the veterans themselves. That's Brave Radio, seven p.m. here on AM eleven seventy, and her Twitter is at Brave Jobs. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we got more to talk about on The Andrea K. Show. Thanks for being with me.
4: Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K., spelled K-A-Y-E.
2: Want to start living better, longer? LaVita Compounding Pharmacy can help.
5: Hi, my name is Colympokela, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokela Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me—not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokela Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first me toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com, P-O-K-A-L-A, law.com.
6: The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com.
4: You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
2: Welcome back to The Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you all here with me playing some classic rock for the bulk of music today. Not necessarily my fave music. That but was a I little, like little hair
3: band, little 80s hair band. Well, no, that was the theme for, for tonight's oh, show. was it?
2: Okay, now who was that? 80s hair What band was that? That
3: last one was Motley Crue.
2: Oh, Motley Crue. Played some Van
3: Halen and Bon Jovi. Oh, all great. You didn't, you weren't into the like eighties hair bands, the poison and all of,
2: no, I mean, I didn't really get into Brett Michaels until he did that show. Uh, What was the reality show that he did uh, where he was going around supposedly looking for a girlfriend? It was so bad. It was so cheesy. Saturday night live did a skit of it and I was glued to it every week. I mean, it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant TV.
3: Do you know that he's bald underneath that bandana?
2: Of course.
3: course. You women are so observant.
2: Uh Yeah, but he's got great lips. So, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, I actually, I I just, I... To me, it was like Bon Jovi wasn't really. I kind of like Bon Jovi's music now. I think even actually a little bit better than I did at the time.
3: Yeah, I kind of agree when it, when like "Living on a Prayer" or something yeah, comes on kinda, and everyone's singing. I like it now, yeah. but at the time it was no, kind of like I, I, thought yeah. I thought it was cheese. I
2: thought it was yeah. total cheese. Yeah. Um, and I was never really big Motley Crue fan. Although I actually thought Tommy Lee was actually people were like shocked that he married Heather Locklear. I thought he had a good looking face. I mean, I kind of got that a little bit. I thought kind of thought he was hot, a little skinny for me, but I thought he was kind of hot actually. So I've always been into the smooth groove though. I got to tell you. Oh, okay. So the smooth groove R and B, I was still into the Nevilles in the eighties. So, you know, it's like, you know, I, I that was my kind of, that was my kind of music. So, um, I don't know how I got off on this rabbit trail about me. I do love music, though. I got to find a way to, to start streaming the show live so people can see me chair dance. Got to start getting some of my favorite um, stuff going. During the break, I was looking at Facebook. Big story last week about Facebook, which they're they're up there in my contender for last week's Fool, this week's tool. Last week, everybody was talking about Facebook and how, oh my gosh, they were squelching conservative stories. Well, who hasn't known that for years? If you're a conservative, you know how many times your, your post couldn't get posted or how many times you got sent to Facebook jail. You know what a racket it is but if you look at the trending, what's the top trending thing that's been today Sinead O'Connor speaking to music Sinead O'Connor went missing okay in Chicago suburbs it's like she hasn't had a hit since the 80s right Wouldn't she do that dopey song when she was speaking of bald when she was bald uh, nothing I can, compares to you
3: is that the one where she tore, tore up the picture of the pope on uh yeah Saturday Night Live yeah yeah so I, I, I said I think she's been missing for 20 years <laughs> Where did she go? Did she ever come back?
2: Right. And my question is, hey, Chicago, I hope with what you've got going on there, with the biggest, strictest gun control in the nation, which has led to slaughter of black people in the streets... That's the, that's, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter. Y'all need to be out there figuring out why you got black on black crime like you do and maybe realize that a lot of it has to do with your dopey, stupid, strict gun laws thing. Put some attention there. I hope there was not one law enforcement person that spent five minutes of his time looking for that woman. OK, really? OK, Seriously. I don't have time now to really get too much into my, my story that I was going to get into because the Hillary Clinton thing, you know, the big scandal today. Oh, my gosh. Did Donald Trump impersonate himself as a publicist? Do you know how many people I know, actors in Hollywood that pretend to be publicists so they can get invited to VIP red carpet events because they're trying to get their career going? This is what people do out here in Hollywood. OK, that's a non-story. That's stupid that anybody's paying attention to that. Meanwhile, we're going to get into this a little bit tomorrow because Hillary Clinton, it is going down between the Russian government and the United States government over the thousands of emails that Guccifer got that were released by Russia because they can't stand Hillary Clinton and they actually want Trump to get elected. Nobody's talking about it. Instead, what are we talking about? Whether or not Donald Trump all day today on the media, whether or not Donald Trump asked a woman to put on a swimsuit. We need to bring some attention to this. This woman needs to be in jail. We got to get our heads around what really matters in the Republican Party. This is what I'm hearing some hooba stank. I don't know what his name was on Chris Wallace's show yesterday saying he doesn't like Donald Trump. He's not. He's got to ask his wife if he can support Donald Trump because Donald Trump says stuff. He doesn't want his 14 year old to hear at a rally. This woman who whatever your name is has violated the Espionage Act and left thousands of operatives around the world in danger. Part of what went on around this was her destruction and what Russia talks about, her destruction, her intent. She intended to bring Libya down. That all led to Benghazi. And nobody and the Republicans are all twisted over whether or not Donald Trump is exactly who they want as a nominee. It's insane. We're going to spend a little time talking about that tomorrow. A story that really because, you know, you know, I love my fur babies. Did you hear about the story DJ Carrot Sticks in uh, the Bay Area about swarms of africanized bees?
3: I did. It didn't kill two it, people.
2: It killed two fur babies. Oh,
3: two oh fur babies. That's terrible.
2: It is terrible. In fact, there's there's a lot of people that I would rather see go than be, you know, killed by a swarm of africanized bees than than some fur babies. And what was interesting <clears throat> is and then one of the reasons why I want to talk about this is because if, if, my, if I had lost my baby Pickles or if my baby Bo got swarmed like this and I saw him, I, it just would literally tear my heart out. One of the things I learned about this, because this is like, I guess, becoming a problem nationally. This bee expert was like, when they start to swarm around you, and you can tell they may look like a regular bee, but you can tell by the way they move that they're Africanized Mm -hmm. killer bees, and they're aggressive. You stay very still. Don't run. Don't start swatting. You don't, you know, don't make any sudden movements. Just try to slowly get away from the swarm. It may sound like ridiculous that I'm telling this, but I'm just hoping that if anybody has this, in, in the meantime... You know, people, there are bee people that will come out. Cause I had this problem at a condo that I rented one time here in San Diego. There was a swarm. There was a beehive in the wall behind my bedroom. Wow. At a condo I rented. So this is, we have bee problems in California. So just a public service announcement. If you've got aggressive bees like this, they are Africanized and they're aggressive. And the thing to do is just to stay very calm. Stay still. Stay still, stay calm, try to slowly move away from them. And stay calm and carry on back here tomorrow night at 8 p.m. right here on AM eleven seventy The Andrew K Show. Love you all. Tomorrow <clears throat> we're gonna introduce another new segment. Last week's full, this week's tool. We're going to be talking about Hillary Clinton and get into a little bit more about what's going on between the Russian government and the American government. A little too much at the end of the show to get into that. Thank you, Wayne Allen Root, for being here. Always makes me laugh. Always brings the funny here. Keep me uh, informed with what topics you want to hear from the Military Monday segments. One more thing. You know that on Tuesdays I love to talk about business, small business especially. It's the lifeblood of our economy. So tomorrow we got our San Diego Business Block segment. We've got Kalyan Pokola from Pokola Law who's going to be here talking about always important information interesting stuff that affects small business and the economy. Al Arias from Arias is going to be here because the Dems have decided to try to levy a new tax on businesses who try to leave. Uh, so I guess people can come across the border of for free and be handed entitlements, but don't you dare try to leave. So we're going to talk to Al about that tomorrow. Julie Mills Brennan's going to be here. She's a real estate expert. A lot of people have been talking to me and asking me to do a segment on squatters, which is a huge problem around the world. That's starting to become a problem here, so don't miss it. That's gonna be on tomorrow's show as well. And just have a great night, everybody. Love you all. Follow me on Twitter at Andre K Show, friend me on Facebook. My website is andrewk show.com. Have a great night, everybody. I probably warn you, I'll be just fine. No offense
4: to you, don't waste your time.